Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, that's an interesting challenge too. You're like, all right, this this song needs to feel uneasy or or tender or or purple or you know like <laughs> like unsettling and and kind of approaching that is is a nice like it's just it's a different mindset as opposed to i need to write a rock song you know like i do that too sometimes but thank you for checking into this edition of the cerebral entertainment podcast before we get started allow me to share an invite from our good friend mr shane presley of rock paper podcast Shane, tell them what's coming up. Hey, everybody. Shane Presley here with Rock Paper Podcast. Let me tell you about an exciting event I have coming up on June 22nd. I'll be hosting the Rock Paper Podcast 5th Annual Birthday Show at Broadway Oyster Bar. Uh, This year, I've invited along my good friends, Amanda Fishband. Tony Campanella Band, and Odds Lane. Uh, Music starts at 10. It's an $8 cover for the show. And I will have live art going on from my friend Jessica Hitchcock. And, of course, Broadway Oyster Bar will be serving up all sorts of delicious food and cold drinks all night long. So uh, do not miss this event. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to see you all there. And if you'd like more information, you can visit rockpaperpodcast.com again june 22nd broadway oyster bar fifth annual birthday show gonna be a lot of fun thanks again to cerebral entertainment podcast thank you james and colt and uh, keep on listening thanks everybody have a great day now for this edition of the cep we bring you cam gillette of smoke from all the friction smoke from all the friction is a project out of raleigh north carolina whose moody electronic pop with industrial overtones will tickle your ear holes with all of its friction quite probably causing smoke to appear get it we had a great time discussing all things smoke and friction with the mastermind behind this project cam gillette as we dive into his creative foundation and inspirations and the meaning behind several of the tracks that we featured during this episode be sure to follow smoke from all the friction on the socials and download slash stream their music where all great music can be downloaded and streamed so without further introduction here we go Hey everybody, welcome back to yet another edition of the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. I am James, and with me, as always, is my good friend Colt. You know it. And on the line with us today, all the way from Raleigh, North Carolina, we have Cam Gillette from the band, or the group, or the duo, or whatever. He's going to explain this to us, but he's from... <laughs> the Sm- project. The, the project, <laughs> great. There you go. Great call. Smoke from all the friction. How are you doing today, Cam? I'm doing great. It's good, good to talk to you guys. Yeah, it's good to have you on, man. You, you're definitely doing something interesting, and so uh, we are excited to talk to you about this today. And I thought just to start us off, we would start with the history of Smoke from All the Friction. But if you could, before you get into the history, tell me about the project name, Smoke from All the Friction. What's that all about? So uh, friction is energy created when two opposing forces come together. It's usually considered a negative thing, but it's just energy either way. And so I realized that myself and the people around me, you tend to stagnate when you work in isolation, both like in a music or an artistic level, but also in, in a, like you work out better when you have a workout partner, you know, you create art differently than you would when you work it with another person. So a lot of this project is trying to intentionally put other energies around me that create friction. And so be that working with a certain other kind of person or restricting myself to work with just this instrument or trying to write a song that feels purple or something, but intentionally putting these other energies to create friction. So that's what, uh, and I think that's a good mentality to try to try to have both in your art and in your life. Nice. I had a feeling that this was going to be a well thought out title. <laughs> it's going to get so, deep, right? <laughs> so yeah, I was excited to ask. That's awesome, Cam. So it's a mouthful, so it better be. <laughs> yeah, it's great though. You you could tell you put a lot of thought into that. So that that's 
that's very interesting to me, of course, eternally interesting. So tell us about how you formulated and developed this band. Growing up, I wanted to, 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 the biggest blocker I find for people to create music and bands is that you need other people and you need other people that you can rely on. And musicians are notoriously bad at being reliable. And so when I was younger, I'm like, all right, well, I want to make, you know, rock and roll because that's what every kid wants to do is play guitar and do that stuff. And I couldn't find people to work with. I couldn't find very many. And so every person I couldn't find, I couldn't find a bassist. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll just learn to play bass. Or I couldn't find a keyboardist, or I, well, I'll just learn to play keyboard. Or I couldn't find a drummer, I learned to like program drums. And eventually I got to the point where I was like, well, I guess I kind of just learned, at least at, at the base level, all these different roles. And that kind of pushed me into more of uh, the electronic or arena because that a lot of the electronic musicians kind of work in isolation and work by themselves. So the workflow works pretty well with that. And uh, I kind of played in a d- different couple of bands, mostly heavy, angry, angry white kid stuff for a long time. And uh, <laughs> more recently, I'm like, been trying to push myself to explore, like, I guess, character flaws in, in, my, in myself. And one of those is like tenderness and, and approaching, I guess, contrarianism. And a lot of people like to disagree with culture just because they want to disagree with culture. And I, and I kind of fell into that trap as well. And so this band is an exploration from, um, I guess, my, myself trying to find that middle ground of meeting people where they are, understanding where culture is, but still being authentic in, in the midst of that. So like learning the language of the people, basically. And so from a music musical level, it's a, a trying to kind of marry more niche genres like industrial or like some of these things that mo- that a normal audience couldn't get into, but try to kind of be a gateway band. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to meet you where you are, but I'm going to push you. Kind of like try to be like a good friend is to you. Nice. So the project, it sounds like it, it's derived almost because of a you, you couldn't put together what you thought was the the classical ideal band structure right and so you went to the electronic format do you find the electronic format is it now is it has it grown on you to the extent that it's you're very comfortable in it or is it still something that is just um something that's uh that was the effect of the, the cause um yeah i've never i never actually considered if i if i could do it in a different way i mean i do like having the ability to have a lot my my hands on just about every aspect of it and if you do things in the in, like the studio side of stuff, you have a lot more control. But I also do appreciate the chaos of like having to work with other people and the things that can be birthed out of that. So like currently, like I'd say I'm I'm, I'm still pretty into it. But if I was given the opportunity to to completely let go of that, I, I would I would give it give it a chance. <laughs> sure. So you're flexible. That's always a good thing. I I love I love electronic music. I, I have for a very long time. It, it's something that is just I, I don't know. There's something that the computer can do that bands can't do and vice versa right so it's just it's something different and i also love the infusion of both of those and so i feel like i feel like you know the the art form at some point in time is the combination of the two different styles if you will uh the the two different approaches and, and putting those together and sometimes it's just a matter of the electronic or just a matter of the band and that's good too um, I, I've always uh, thought, though, for the longest time, that ele- electronic music is the only way that, at this point in time in our society in our world, that you'll ever come up with something new, though, because everything has you know been done it's so like many times, right? Experimental, kind of, right? E- exactly, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, but at the same time, like, and this is something I I try to be very conscious of. People, myself included, but often use electronic and the to- like electronic music and the tools of that as a crutch as opposed to an opportunity. Hmm. So like, oh, I don't have to deal with all these things, so I'll just kind of, like, it makes it easier to not experiment because you can get to the result that you want more more readily. And as opposed to a band member, if you keep pushing them, they're going to say no. Your gear generally doesn't. Like, a computer's like, okay, do this thing. They're like, okay. And so 
like I said, that kind of creates that frictionless environment in some ways. Mm. And so <laughs> because of that, I often, the way I, I try to create a workflow in my electronic music is I call it giving my gear personalities. So I kind of set up my instruments in a way that they do some level of unpredictable things. Like if you push them harder, they start like breaking up or kind of saying no. And that forces you to to create friction. So it's like just like working with a person, they have their own personalities and quirks and allow you to create things that you wouldn't otherwise. You can use your electronic tools to, to, to give them personalities and act in ways that you wouldn't be able to predict, which can get you to a, a new end result. So like I try, try to push against like that that mindset of using electronic music as, as a crutch you know it's just like social media people like oh social media is, is destroying america and like making us less social it's like no it's just how you're using social media electronic music tools aren't a crutch they're just a crutch if you use them as a crutch <laughs> right very so, very interesting so as far as instruments go what uh what all instruments do you have a hand in in the in the band project whatever you want to call it so i, I kind of I was trying to figure out, I'm like, how can I perform this stuff live? Because I like a lot of layers, a lot of complex things. And like, when the studio, I can just, you can put any instruments you want and you don't have to worry about playing it live. And so I try to focus, like, when I'm in the studio, I'm just in the studio. When I'm live, I'm kind of trying to arrange my own things with the band that I have currently. And uh, I call it a, a modular mindset. So, like, in 2019, like, it's hard to get people to commit to things. And a lot of people are like, oh, I have a band. Like, I want you to basically take on a part-time job with no pay and you have to surrender complete com- creative control to me and do everything I want and show up to practice. And like, that's just a lot to ask of a person. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, well, how can I, like, that's where the culture is. It doesn't matter if I like it or not. This, that's the cards I got to deal with. All right, what friction am I going to create out of that? So what I did was like with each, each of these different songs, I'm like, all right, these, let's say 20 rolls for, for, for the song we'll go with meant to be that we're going to play soon. Like, Okay, I have like two guitar parts, a bass part, a percussion part, and you know, two vocal parts. Let's just say. And all right, well, I have a, like whatever band I'm with. I'm like, all right, what are these roles? Can you take? And so sometimes they're like, I'll take this guitar part in the verse, and then on the chorus, I'll, I'll switch to a percussion or something. And then on my end, I'm like, all right, what's left? I'll take these two vocal parts and this keyboard part. And then the rest of it, I'm like, well, I don't have to play this. I can just use the computer to do this. But let's say I pick up a new member, I could just mute that track. And then that allows me to kind of like swap people in and out as needed. And that way people can play with me for a short amount of time. And if it's not their thing, that's totally fine. Or I can kind of do like a short run with, with other people. So it allows me to, to have a very modular and, and nobody feels trapped like they have to stay in the band, you know. That's very interesting. That, that modular mindset, does that, does that play well with you on stage? I mean, I have to assume that is kind of your, that's kind of in your wheelhouse now. And so I can see it definitely in the studio, how well that works. Um, having tinkered, I'll just say I've tinkered with some um, electronic music myself. Um, I know that you can get in, you can, you can kind of just delve into it and get lost on that computer screen sure. for so long because there's so much synth or so many beats or, or <laughs> you know, so many samples, whatever at your disposal, yeah. whatever can fit on that computer hard drive or what, or the software, whatever. But, um, uh, so I, I, I kind of have an idea about how it works in the studio, but on stage, what's it like to present electronic music and then, you know, perform your art on top of that? So there's, this was actually a little bit more difficult than it probably should have been. Like guitars are, are notoriously bad for this. They're like, you have to perform every single piece live. I'm like, Am I, I have to go back to like, what are my goals here? My goal is to create an entertaining and engaging and interesting experience. Are my goals here to play guitar for you? Right. I was like, my goals are to entertain. So whatever serves that purpose, that's, that's my primary goal. 
you know? So if that means I cheat and use more backing tracks than I'd, I'd prefer, then I should use that because it's all about the, the end product. It doesn't really matter how, how you get there, you know? So, so we've talked about electronic music being, I guess, kind of your, your genre. Is that what you would place it in just electronic itself? Or would you kind of put your music in any other kind of genre? Um, I mean, I have a lot of like, I don't know, rock and metal and actually like praise and worship influences from back in the day. So like, I, I like the, the, the friction that like guitars and basses and, and percussion, real percussion invoke, but okay. I, I'd probably say electro pop is, is sort of in there. <laughs> Could, could, could you name any direct influences, like actual bands or uh, just musicians in general? Um, I we I heard this in an interview. We're somewhere in between Nine Inch Nails and Owl City. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I could I could definitely hear the the Nails influence. Um, I don't know how old you are, Cam, but I I know that when I listen to it, I don't like to name drop and I don't like to put anybody in a box in genre or by specific like ahead, you sound it. like this. But I'm getting a Depeche Mode feel, and okay. I love Depeche Mode. By the way, it's one of my. I'm an old guy, and so like I was actually <laughs> I was actually around when they were like still making music, and okay. uh, and it's got it's got a great electronic feel. But you can tell there's depth behind not just the lyrics, but the feel of the vocals. You know, the the emotional tone, the affect that's coming through the microphone and into my headphones or through my speakers. Um, it has a certain connotation to it, and, and it's it's hard to explain other than deep, other than depth, and that's that's, that's where that, I'm coming from with that. That the way you describe that is, is is really what I try to do. So I I like I do a lot of organization so I can have a lot of chaos. You know, <laughs> I do or, order up front. So like like transients, I I outline the entire album, meaning that like each of these different songs needs to convey this feeling. Like, I don't, I don't really care what the genre is. I don't really care about these things. It's all about conveying this idea or feeling. And that, basically, everything is subject to that. Mm-hmm. So to hear that from externally is, is great to hear. That, that's an interesting thing, too, because it's, unless you know, you know, your story or your background, it, it kind of, you don't really think about, I, I'm going into this album listening to this for a feeling. and But it makes sense yeah. now that once you listen to it and you have your interludes that are in there as well, that it just kind of like carries on that feeling throughout the entire thing, even with, even if there's no vocals to go with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, that's an interesting challenge too. You're like, all right, this this song needs to feel uneasy or or tender or or purple or, you know, like <laughs> like unsettling. And, and kind of approaching that is, is a nice... Like it's just, it's a different mindset as opposed to I need to write a rock song, you know. Like I do that too sometimes, but <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting. You keep mentioning friction, you know. So you actually you wear that label, you use that label. It's not just a label; it's something that's it's it's an action. It's a verb for you, and yeah, so it, I, I try, I try. It, in your art form, you're using friction. That that's your goal. I like that because it it reminds me of something that we talk about from time to time about you know kind of like the butterfly effect sending ripples out into society right the the our behaviors our actions the things that we do and this includes art of course in a, in a big way but it sends ripples out you know and you're influencing people by virtue of whatever it is that you are accomplishing or by whatever way that you're behaving at that particular time and so this friction that you're creating is how that feeling is translated to the listener because that that is the ripple that you're sending out. And so you're doing that by causing the friction, which is once again very interesting to me because it the the uh, the ripple is caused by the friction that you have created. That is I don't know. Maybe I went off on a tangent there a little <laughs> bit, but I like it. <laughs> 
no, no, I love it. I mean, that's like, to me, the like the music world is like filled with a lot of people, like a lot of unhealthy and toxic behaviors, just a lot of like narcissism and insecurity and coping. And like, basically what you're trying to do is, is, is live a principle, like have principles and how you make your art and they're, they're subject to that. And if you can do it in your art, then it makes it easier to do it in your life. And often like the people in these, the, these, the culture of this, these people have never been around people that really desire to live a principled life. And so I'm like, I'm just, I'm not trailing you what your principles should be. I'm just trying to give you permission to examine that and try to find yours. Nice. Cam, you mentioned the album Transience and mm-hmm. uh, this album was put out in 2018. So we thought we'd, we would feature a couple, two or three of your songs from, from this album couple of Great, the, yeah. the tracks. So we're going to start out with the, the track Meant to Be. Can you, give us uh-huh. some, can you give us some backstory about Meant to Be? Tell us what kind of friction you created in order to make this track. Um, so this is a, a turning point on the album. It's like, I guess, lyrically and thematically. It's, it's a metaphor. Like the, it kind of tells the story of this guy who like walks into this room and sees this painting that's, that's been there this whole time. And that painting is his life. And every brushstroke that, and every every brushstroke on that canvas is every decision that he's ever made. So every good or bad or whatever decision, he this is his brush uh, a brushstroke on this painting. So this is who he is. Like who you are is the actions that you do over a long period of time. And often we don't really want to see that canvas. And so this is the uh, story of this person seeing the canvas and seeing aspects of who he really is, kind of for the first time, and a lot giving himself permission to like really open his eyes and be like, wow, this is not who I thought I was. And that's like a bummer, but I'm in a place now where I can grow because I actually know where I'm growing from. Perfect. Well, without further ado, let's, uh, let's check out the track meant to be.
So the second track that I believe we want to feature is going to be One of You. Um, if you don't care, give us a little bit of a backstory behind that that song as well. Sure. So One of You is, in that, uh, is the darkest song on the album for sure. It's this exploration of, like often we are born into certain cultures, like be that be like the high school culture or college culture or the people that we, we spend time with and be it religious or societal or whatever. And at a certain point, that culture is not who you are and you often have to sacrifice a lot to stay in that culture. And the, the, the best thing for you and that, that group of people is for you to leave it and find a new one. And this, this song really focuses on the journey of loneliness and, and kind of experimenting and trying to find your new tribe after leaving your old one. And it's a, it's a pretty lonely and dark song because of that, because it's like um, just grasping, trying to find my place in the world. Okay, so let's check out the track, One of You.
it's high time to enjoy my right Would've lived for somebody without my whole life These things I've been Don't know if I gonna try the darkness as my light Moderation I was forced to use Now I get to choose Can't look back now I gotta move Too scared to admit that I need to prove to me we Cam, we appreciate you being on with us today. We're going to close out with one more track from the album Transience. Tell us where we can find the album. Tell our listeners where we can find out more about you and more about Smoke from All the Friction. Give us any promotional material information that you can so that we can all uh, listen to some Smoke from All That Friction when we uh, get the urge. Sure. So the band name is like Smoke 
from all the friction. And that's like one word. That's our Instagram profile and Facebook. We're super active on there and we'd like love to hear from you. And uh, as far as like on streaming platforms, it'd be super great if you follow us on Spotify and like, like every little follow that like makes us be able to do the stuff that we do. That's like, it's just a couple of cents, but like that pays the bills after you get enough of those. So we're on Spotify, Google Music, iTunes, Napster, we're, we're everywhere. So love to see you guys online. Nice. And so we want everyone to follow you on the socials as well. Download the music if at all possible. Do some streaming as well. Put your uh, put your Spotify on repeat and uh, <laughs> get, get that track uh, count built up, right? We're going to finish off with the track Cross and Tattoo. If you could, please give us some uh, some story behind this track. This is the first song on the album. And uh, yeah, what about this track? Yeah, so this is the, like I said, it's the intro. And I wanted to start this album with like some tenderness and vulnerability, which is two, two emotions that are notoriously difficult for, for guys, especially musicians, to express. And uh, this is just telling a story of me being taking a risk of being vulnerable and real with another person, even though there's no guarantee that would go well. And that giving permission to that person in the, in the world around to do the same. Nice. So once again, appreciate you, Cam. And uh, let's hear Cross and Tattoo.
Thank you to Cam Gillette, and thank you to the CEP listener. Remember that word of mouth is a treasure that we desire, so be sure to tell all of your friends and fam about this great and awesome, fantastic show that you've heard called the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, and you can also download the episodes directly from the launching pad for all things Cerebral at thecepodcast.com. You know we love it when you give us all your love on the social. So give us a like and a follow. And if indeed you wish to contact us, you can do that at cerebral at thecepodcast.com. And that's all we've got for this round. So until next time, remember to keep your brains warm out there, my friends. Peace. <laughs>